What's up ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another solo episode of Is What It Is, 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week we bring you all our takes and all the news you need to know about. I'm your host Jack Cruz and as I said ladies and gentlemen, solo ep this week, you get crazy old Jack with no one to talk to again. Um... It's been an interesting couple of weeks here, it is what it is. We had some audio difficulties last week, so the episode uh, could not go live, unfortunately, but um, we're back. Guests fell through this week as well, so I just thought, let's just fucking do it. Let's just get into it. You know, I do enjoy the solo pod every now and then. It's good to to get on and just flex my brain muscle a little bit and just talk to you the listener. So I appreciate you joining me this week, ladies and gentlemen. And like I always say, when I do the solo pods is that, you know, it could go anyway. This could be a 10 minute pod. This could be a half an hour pod. You never know. Who knows? Who's to say? I guess we'll just have to find out how we go. And I hope you are all enjoying yourselves this week, wherever you might be in the world. But Our first piece of news this week, ladies and gentlemen, is the Victorian state elections. So, if uh, if you're a uh, person who listens to this podcast, and you might enjoy a little bit of the political banter, this week, this past week in Victoria, the state that I live in here in Australia, we had our state election to elect our Premier. And the Labour Party, uh, who have been in power since 2014, uh, went up against, obviously, the Liberal Party, the Coalition, as they are known. And the Labour Party absolutely obliterated the Liberals. Now, this was a very interesting, for me personally, this was a very interesting election. As you know, as I've said many, many times on this podcast, I do not align myself with either party here in Australia because as much as we have a lot of independents, we have the Greens, etc., we are a two-party system. It'll either be one or the other. It'll be Labour or Liberal. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it'll always be, I fear. And so I know, as you know, I don't align myself with any of the parties, either of them. I do not, I, I just don't. I don't like either of them generally. Um, and it's, and I, I try and base my, when I vote, I do try and base my, um, my vote on who I, who I select on the policy more than the leader or the specific party and just sort of go, because as far as I'm concerned, they're almost indistinguishable. Um, they both have their positives as few and far between as they may be. And they also both obviously have their negatives, um, as widespread and um, infectious as they may be. Uh, so this election was very interesting. I, as you know, if you listen to the show, I've been very well focused on uh, US politics this year, um, very much delved into that. And I haven't been paying attention, which is pretty bad. Like I should probably be paying a little bit more attention to what's going on here at home. I've just been so enthralled with everything that's going on in the States. Uh, it's, 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 it's very entertaining, obviously. But this election, I hadn't been paying a lot of it. I've been paying sort of cursory attention to what was happening. And so it came to the morning to vote on Saturday and I hadn't even made my choice yet. I'd been sort of, you know, swaying back and forth. I mean, flip-flopping, as they say, between who to vote for. I don't didn't want to throw away my vote. And I do feel it is a throwaway vote to give it to an independent. Um, some of them are doing great things, but I just don't feel like they are strong enough in their policies to really... Um, give my vote to one of them. So it was, it was really between Labour and Liberal for me to, to, I guess, make that call on, on who I would um, vote for. And, uh, 
Last selection, 2014, I voted for Labor Party. I really liked Daniel Andrews as a... Um, as a leader of the party, I liked his policies. I liked what he was doing. I liked just the way he carried himself a lot. And that was sort of what swung my vote last time, 2014. Uh, and so this time around, I was a little bit torn. There's been a lot of hullabaloo, a lot of scuttlebutt, as they say, in the Labor Party. There's, there's, um, And that's always going to be the case of the Labor Party. Talks of corruption. Obviously, they're in the pockets of the unions and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, they're the less conservative of the parties that we have. So the Liberal Party, funnily enough, even though they're the conservative ones generally, um, you know, uh, they're, yeah, the, the Labor Party, I guess, would be the more liberal. It's very confusing here in Australia. The Labor Party is the liberal side, I guess, and the liberals are the conservative side. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that I've cleared that up. So when I say liberal, I don't mean socially liberal. I mean the Liberal Party. It's very... Anyway, it's we, it's very confusing. They should just do something about that. They are also known as the coalition. Uh, so yeah, I, I was I arrived to the voting centre very hungover on uh, on Saturday morning to cast my vote bright and early, um, as soon as the polls were open, and I did um, I did some research leading up to and and I, I only made my final decision as I was entering the uh, the ballots and I just went back over the policies and some things and there was a few things that stuck out to me that I liked about, so I voted for Labor, I guess I should be clear, um, they, I really like Daniel Andrews' policies, I like that in 2014, there was, here in Melbourne, there was already, um, things put in place for, by the previous government, the Liberal Party at the time, to, um, put in what was called the East-West Link, which was a multi-billion dollar road, like, tunnel, basically, through the city. And he said before that election that he would be stopping the East-West Link and he would be doing the removal of the level crossings. That was his big linchpin. That was the thing that he, he hung his, his um, campaign on, was the removing of the, the rail crossings around Melbourne that hold up a lot of traffic. And people were saying that, you know, he would not do this. There's no way he would do that. You know, oh, he's not going to throw away this deal with the East-West Link, etc. and so on. And he did. And he stuck to his guns. And it's very rare, and I respect that about politicians, is that if they actually say something and they follow through on it, and it's very rare that you'll find, especially in this country, a politician actually follow through with what they say. And Daniel Andrews did that. And so um, this time around, I, I liked just, there's a lot, again, he had a lot, a lot of investment in infrastructure, roads, um, schools, the continual removal of the level crossings, the, the rail link. Um, there's obviously a lot in the pipeline and he's, he's doing massive investment. There was also some things in his policies around energy, solar panels, re utilizing renewable energy, incentivizing Victorians to use solar panels and these kinds of things, which is something that I'm becoming more and more passionate about, I think, as I'm getting older, is preserving our environment in ways that we can. And, and I... As, as most people, I'm a hypocrite in this kind of things. You know, I've, I drive a car every day. Um, I, you know, I use fossil fuels. I, I don't always use recyclable bags, um, you know, but I want to try and be as environmentally conscious as I can. And I felt like that part of the Labor's policies were stronger than the Liberals, in my opinion. The big thing that was swaying me towards possibly voting for the Liberal Party was not Matthew Guy, because I, I, I really don't like Matthew Guy. Um, I just don't like the way he carries himself. I don't like the way he carries on. I really, I'm really disengaged with the Liberal Party at the moment in this state, especially around the fear-mongering and things that they do. They really prey to the fears of people around crime. And, and that was the big... And while this is, again, I guess, a sort of a contradictory statement, that was a big thing that, for me, was, I guess... 
swaying me to almost vote liberal was that they had a, they really doubled down on tougher on crimes, you know, penalties for repeat offenders and all these types of things, which are, which let's not, I don't want to spin this any other way. There are problems with crime in the state as there are in every state and every country in the world, just about. And raising a, a young child in this society, you obviously want that to be as safe as possible for these people. I mean, for your child, obviously for these people. Uh, and that was sort of leading me to because Labor have been, or at least the courts are so soft at the moment on repeat offenders, on um, youth crime and these types of things. And that was really, that was really a big pushing point for me. What I think one of the main things that pushed me away from the Liberal Party was just the way that they carried on after the recent terror attack in Melbourne. And the way that it was, it was just turned into a, you know, Matthew Guy came out and it was, complete and utter point scoring, um, trying to fear monger and, and really sort of appeal to that kind of anger that the people had, um, which if you listen to the show, obviously, you know, I spoke about my feelings about that and, and how we shouldn't let that kind of stuff consume us. Um, and I really just didn't like that. And that rubbed me wrong, the wrong way. So I guess those were the main things that, and I nearly did vote liberal. Like I, I wasn't, this isn't, doesn't, it sounds like I was like well in Labor's camp, but I was very on the borderline. I have been in the lead up to this. I, like I said, I only made my decision as I was walking into the, um, to the polling officers to vote. Um, I do want to be completely transparent on this show. A lot of people don't like to say who they voted for or why they voted for them, but I think doing a show like this, talking about politics every week, uh, I live in a country where it's compulsory to vote, so I have to vote, so it's clear that I voted, and I feel like it would be disingenuous of me to come on here and talk about the election and not just say who I voted for. So, the uh, the Labor Party, yeah, obliterated them. They absolutely destroyed them. And I think that people are, especially as a state, I think we're just, we're, I think people are becoming more and more disenfranchised with the, um, with the Liberal Party as a whole, the way they've carried themselves in Canberra. We saw that in the by-election in Sydney where they lost that seat. Um, you know, this is, yeah, this is becoming... I think this is, we're seeing a trend. I think people are becoming, you know, more progressive in, in their, in their views. Um, in this state, uh, labor obviously swings slightly left. I don't, I don't, it's not as distinguishable in Australia as it is in America with, I guess the Democrats versus the, um, the, um, I've gone blank, the, uh, Republicans. Whereas liberal and labor, labor do slightly swing left and liberal do slightly swing right. But I feel personally that they're not that far apart in these types of things. They're, you know, they're not that far apart at all. And so um, it's an interesting to see how, how you know, devastating this um, uh, election was for the Liberal Party. 51 seats awarded to um, labor, 18 to the Liberal Party, um, one to the Greens, six to the nationals uh, and two independents took office. So it's, um, yeah, it was a massive 51 seats to 18, which, you know, if you count the liberal, uh, the, um, the nationals, um, cause that is the coalition here in Victor- in Australia, the liberals and the national party are aligned. So you could count that as 24 seats. They still, they doubled them. They destroyed them. Uh, 42.8% of the house, um, uh, the, of, of, sorry, of the, of the seats will sit with the Labor Party. So it's a massive win for this government. Um, I think it's also a show of faith 
in in the Labor Party in this state, and and people I think see overall that. Daniel Andrews has been, while he's had his hiccups and he's had these things that he's been called out from, rightfully so, he's he's carried himself generally in a way that has been looked upon favorably, and, and I feel like he follows through on what he says. Um, and so, look, I'm, I wouldn't have been fussed either way, honestly. Uh, it was predicted that that Liberal would, uh, sorry, that Labor would win in the lead up. Um, it was announced, I think, uh, ninety minutes into the. Um, into the election, they it was called that um, that was predicted that the liberal part, the Labor Party would win, um, and it was just a landslide from there. But I mean, if if Liberal had have won, I, I wouldn't have been, you know, upset. Um, I think it would have been interesting to see what Matthew Guy would do if he would follow through, and that's the big thing. If he's going to follow through, because because it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't. Um, and Daniel Andrews obviously um, has shown that he would follow through, so. Those are my thoughts on the Victorian election. Um, I hope you went out and voted. If you are an Australian, if you do live here in Victoria, it is a civic duty to go and vote. We're given the, you know, we're given the right to vote. We are, we're given the privilege to vote in this country. Um, I used to think that compulsory voting was a bad thing because you get a lot of people, a lot of uninformed people um, voting, but it, it almost, you almost need to know what, you know, what you, you need to know something. To, to be involved at, the, at that level. So, um, yeah, that's the Victorian state election. That's my thoughts on the election. Uh, and the next uh, little piece of news I want to talk about, it, it has been an interesting week uh, for the man we talk about more than anyone on this show. Uh, the Trumpster, as I like to uh, refer to him every now and then, uh, got, he got a little bit confused this week. This week. He, he had a little bit of confusion with a tweet that he put out. You might have seen this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but he, he, had a, he had a moment where I think he, he got a little bit confused between the difference between climate change and weather. Um, and boy, did he cop it on Twitter. Uh, I normally resist the urge to respond to his tweets or to quote tweet him and that kind of thing. But this was one I just had to respond to. So he did tweet, quote, brutal and extended coal blast could shatter all records. Whatever happened to global warming? Question mark, end quote. And this tweet went out and uh, I, I quote tweeted it. And I just, my response to this was, you what, mate? You what? This is... Uh, just sometimes it beggars belief the stupidity of this man and you know you can say what you want about him he's an idiot there's no ifs or buts about it the man is an absolute moron this is the most brain dead just ill-informed thing that a man in this power could tweet how is a man who is the president of a country as important as the united states for one, okay, you can be a, if you want to be a climate change denier, that's cool, bro. That's your prerogative. There's people out there that think the earth is flat. Whatever. There's people out there who don't vaccinate their children. Sure. But to completely just miss the point. And that's what he did. And he rightfully so uh, copped it. So if you're not aware, ladies and gentlemen, because not a lot of people are, you, you know the term global warming, you know the t- term climate change, but you don't really know what what does it mean. Does it mean that the world's getting hotter? Sort of. But uh, basically, the difference between climate change and, I guess, weather is that weather is 
short period of is based on like short periods of time so weather is the weather now it's it's what is happening it's you know it's a cold front coming through it's hot weather it's a heat wave etc and so on climate is how our atmosphere behaves over long periods of time and and producing of patterns um now one of the tweets I read was, uh, quote, weather and climate change are not the same thing. Weather moves heat from side to side. Global warming is heat in versus heat out, top to bottom, um, which was tweeted out by Mike Nelson, who's a meteorologist. Uh, and he's, he followed up by saying, not political, just thermodynamics. And I don't claim to be a expert on global warming, um, but I know the basics of what it means. And for someone to go, oh, we've got some cold weather whatever happened to that global warming, hey, is just, oh, he's just a Muppet. He's just a dead set Muppet. Um, I urge anyone who's anyone about this kind of thing, well, about anything, things important to do your research. If you're not aware about global warming and climate change and these types of things, look it up, be informed, read an article, just one article, and I can guarantee you, you will be more informed than the President of the United States. Just one article. That's all you need. I reckon that's all you need is one article. Just rough, like the, just climate change for dummies. Just read the first page of that book and you will be more informed than the president of the United States. Now, I don't want to go on and on and on about this because it's, 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 if anything, it's more depressing than anything. That This is, this is the man who's in charge of the free world. But I think, you know, it's just something I had to call out because it was it was dumbfounding. It was dumbfounding. Anyway, moving on from the Trump star. Uh, last bit of news, and this is um, this is a little bit of old news. Uh, this is news from two weeks ago uh, because we didn't obviously have an episode last week, so we didn't get to talk about it. So it is technically old news, I guess. But I feel like it's something that I needed to talk about. Um, so last, uh, so two weeks ago, the 12th of November, 2018, uh, the world lost Stan Lee, who, if you're not aware who Stan Lee is, he was an American comic book writer, um, who, uh, basically created Marvel comics. He created Spider-Man, the X-Men, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Fantastic Four, etc., and so on. Um, these were all his creations. And if you know me, ladies and gentlemen, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man is my favorite fictional character. And, you know, the news of Stanley coming, and the, and I wanted to talk about this in a different way. He passed away. The man was 95 years old. He lived a really good life. He lived a full fulfilling, long life. He gave so much to so many people. He was such just a beacon of positivity and diversity and equality. And he just gave so much joy with the things that he created and he gave to the world. When he passed away, I wasn't sad. Like I had two people message me. Um, I had, sorry, I had one person message me in the morning just asking if I was okay. Uh, Sal also asked me if I was all right, if I was upset. And, and I wasn't. I wasn't, and I, I, I think there's a few different reasons for this. I think one reason, as someone who's quite in, engrossed in nerd culture, I I think we as a whole were prepared for this. 
I think we were, we we knew this was coming eventually. We knew that we would the one day we would wake up and we will have lost Stanley. That was something that I think we all knew was coming. You know, we've lost people along the way. You know, recently, obviously, Carrie Fisher was a big one. Um, my, you know, the lead singer from my favorite band, Lincoln Park, Chester Bennington, passed away. You know, last year, which was absolutely devastating to me. Like to compare the two, both are. Both have been as influential as each other in my life. Um, Chester Bennington, the lead singer of my favorite band ever. Uh, Stanley created my favorite fictional character ever. They've both given me so much entertainment um, and joy over the years of fulfillment. And when Chester passed away last year, I was a mess. All day. Balling my eyes out, sucking it up big time. I was absolutely devastated. I still am. Like, it still hurts to think about that. When a song comes on, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe it. It's because of the circumstances in which he passed away, the sadness behind that. It's different circumstances. But Stan Lee passing, I just felt like he got, to, I think he went out on his own terms. You know, he lived a, such a full life. He gave everything that he had, everything that he could. He, he, he did it all as far as a man in his, um, you know, line of work, I guess. He, you know, he got to see his creations in, you know, the Spider-Man, X-Men, the Avengers, all of these characters, you know, be evolved over the years in different stories and comics. And then, and then to become the juggernaut of entertainment that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has become in the last decade... Uh, it's something to be, I think, really be proud of is that these are movies that absolutely dominate at the box office. They're, they're high quality. They're universally praised and loved. They're fantastic films. And and I think for him to be able to see them realized on the big screen like that, he, I think he would have been quite proud. Um, so uh, it wasn't it wasn't a moment of sadness for me when, when the news passed came through with the standard passed it was more a moment of reflection i was able to really be thankful for stan for what he was able to give you know to the world so much joy that he's brought into so many people's lives and i guess just the man that he was and and a lot of people will you know there'll always be the people who want to have a negative spin on it and and talk about kirby and dick and all these guys but i think this this was this as far as pop culture goes and entertainment you you won't find a more influential human being who's ever lived and as far as i can think i don't think we'll ever see anyone as influential to entertainment pop culture as stan lee was no one no one so uh r.i.p stan lee um you know you thank you i guess for everything um not that you listen to this show but if you do, uh, and you're up there, and you're you're uh, you, you're plugging in here, you, you've got infinite time. You've got eternity now to to listen to to podcasts. So maybe you'll stumble upon it is what it is one day. But who knows? But uh, yeah, thank you for everything that you've given to the world. And um, I just did want to make mention of that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter. I am at cruisy underscore mate. 8-Bit is at we are 8 bit on all of the socials. Remember to head on over to iTunes, uh, review the show, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. 
I will read the review out on the show. It does help get the word out about us. It helps us be discoverable. So if you haven't done that, ladies and gentlemen, it takes two seconds. Head on over to that iTunes, that, that podcast app on your phone, and just leave a review. If you're on SoundCloud, do it there as well. It would be very much appreciated. A shout out, as always, to our wonderful sponsors, Audio Technica, for Hook and the 8-Bit Collective, up with all the best audio gear and recording business stuff. Head on over to audio-technica.com.au for all the best audio gear. Now, before I do sign off tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to make mention of a few uh, excellent things that are happening in the world of video games, which we do touch on every now and then on on this show. But as it is a new, more news-focused site, as you know, I do a video game podcast as well. Or you may not know that. It's called You Game Bro. It goes live on Twitch every Wednesday night. Uh, and you can obviously download it in uh, on, on other podcast services, etc. and so on. However, I did just want to uh, make mention to uh, a couple of things at the moment. The Dash Awards, which are currently going on uh, on the interwebs. You can go to dashawards.com. It's run by a man from the 8-Bit Collective called Dash Gamer. Uh, he puts together the community awards every year. It's fantastic. And shout out, just wanted to give a quick shout out to three of the best. Three of the best nominated in the podcast award category. Shout out to the Hungry Gamers. The House of Mario and I Speak Giant, three of the best from the 8-Bit Collective. And obviously, shout out to the Reset Podcast, Bitstorm, and Sacred Symbols as well for their nominations. But I think that's pretty impressive. Three 8-Bit Collective podcasts uh, making the uh, podcast category. So that's a, it's a testament to the work that goes on here at the 8-Bit Collective and 8-Bit.net. So shout out to all the guys for doing it. Shout out to Dash for putting in the work, getting the Dash Awards up and running every year. It's impressive stuff. And also, shout out to Dash here, nominated for uh, the Australian Game Awards, nominated uh, for the uh, Social Media God Award. So very prestigious. Uh, well, it's, I mean, I don't know if it's prestigious. This is the first year, not to take anything away from the award, but it is the first year it's been run. But it's awesome news. Uh, someone from the 8-Bit Collective to get shown in the spotlight on the um, the big stage. So um, exciting stuff. That'll be held on the 9th of December in Sydney at Luna Park, the first ever Australian Game Awards. Um, very, very exciting stuff. So uh, it's a good time to be... Uh, it's a good time to be be in this industry so uh, I like it I like it a lot uh, if you've got any questions for myself ladies and gentlemen or whoever my guest may be for next week you can email me it is what it is at 8bit.net uh, ladies and gentlemen it has been an absolute pleasure talking at you this evening <laughs> until next time friends it is what it is <laughs>